You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. I'm excited for this episode. I feel like it's very different from episodes I normally do. It's going to be simple because you know what? It's December 13th. (laughs) We're leaving it all on the course here, ladies. And so I thought this would be um, a fun but useful episode that will kind of uh, help us wrap up the new year, hopefully smiling or something of that sort. And as we start, I thought I'd give a little bit of a personal update because I try to do that every now and then, but because episodes come out out of order from when I record and in an ideal world, I'm recording way ahead of time. It doesn't always kind of work to put a personal update in, but I'm recording this about a week before it comes out. And so I thought it would work really well. The first thing is that we're celebrating, and yes, I mean celebrating, a new diagnosis. 
And it's interesting because, you know, normally we don't celebrate diagnoses. Usually they come with, you know, a lot, (laughs) comes with a lot. I don't have to explain this to y'all. You know exactly what I mean. But we actually were advocating for this particular diagnosis. And I'm not going to share what it is just for, you know, my son's personal privacy. But with this diagnosis, why we were advocating for it was for access to support. It's interesting because as we were working with the providers, one of them said, you know, Levi doesn't really fit any box. And I was like, you know what? There's nothing that describes Levi better than he doesn't fit any box, which is kind of funny because like he fits the box, but he doesn't fit the box. (laughs) We need to have that box. Does not fit the box. And I'm sure many of you have children that don't fit the box. I mean, I guess, you know, these boxes are all imperfect because we're trying to categorize human beings. And as you know, it's not easy to do. But I got this actually this week on Monday. And oh my gosh, I I knew it was a possibility, but I was really holding out hope because sometimes even though we want something, we don't get it. So it felt so good. So, so good to have this particular door opened and look forward to the next doors that it will open. And in general, I mean, I know I've mentioned it here and there, but this has been a long, hard season, man. It's interesting because for those of you that have been around, well, actually, I know many of you are new this year. And so I don't always go back and kind of explain the history of the whens and the hows and and how I landed as a special needs mom. But it was about, let's see, two years ago. I think that's right. Two and a half years ago that Levi was diagnosed with a recurrence of his brain tumor. So we went through major brain surgery. That was not easy and complicated. We went through another brain surgery, and then we went through six weeks of proton beam radiation. So one would say that was a hard season, and it was. And that's where I think I've been perhaps a little caught off guard, or maybe even, I don't even know the word, but I'm not super happy (laughs) that we're still in a long season. I think I would have expected to be in a different trajectory at this point, and we're not. We're actually still in a decline. And as I relate to his well-being and how he is doing, to watch your child, ooh, I feel the emotion strong, to watch your child struggle and to not be able to do anything about it. It's hard, right? My heart is just hurting a lot because my son's hurting a lot. And it's something that I do still have hope that we will not always be in this season. Um, And as we know with seasons, we just don't know how long they last. So yes, I still have a ton that I'm grateful for. And I still work and in that practice of gratitude. And I think part of that, if you go back and listen to the episode a couple weeks ago, is also acknowledging the hard, because it also kind of helps us really recognize the good. So that's where we're at in terms of this. And of course, if you want specific details, I will share those, but not here. I'll share them on a one-on-one kind of level. You know, that kind of leads in to another thing I wanted to share, and that is acceptance. I talk a lot about acceptance. I'm a preacher, if you will, of acceptance. And in this season, it's really hard. I'm having a really hard time accepting. And so we call this resistance. And the thing I want to share is because we can intellectually know a lot, and that can be helpful. But 
think it's really important to recognize that even though we can intellectually understand and we could even maybe write a book on something, it doesn't mean that when we go to practice it, it's going to look perfect. And so, yes, I am like a big advocate for acceptance. And yet sometimes it's not a neat and tidy bow on how it looks out there in the wild. And so the call is to be gentle. And I say this because I am having to remind myself a lot to be gentle because my personality type is, so if y'all know the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three and the name for that is the achiever. So I like to, I don't know, I mean, it sounds a little bit more aggressive than I feel to go out there and conquer, like to see a problem and to overcome. That's where I feel most alive. And so in this place where I'm like, oh, wait, I cannot think or work myself out of this resistance, it starts to feel a little sticky. So yes, I'm getting a lot of support. And I just I wanted to share that transparently, because I think it's important to kind of not, you know, we all talk about authenticity, but we all still choose what we're going to share and what we're not. So it's kind of tricky, you know, especially in social media, as authentic as we want to be, we are still filtering out what we show. So I did want to share that with y'all. And the last thing before we get into the episode episode is I wanted to announce that I'm going to be the speaker, the main speaker at a retreat that is being hosted by We Are Brave Together. Now, many of you have heard of this organization because I do try to promote it here regularly. But if you haven't, uh, We Are Brave Together is an organization, a nonprofit organization that is free to join. So why wouldn't you? And their whole mission is to support women of children that have any type, any type of disability, big, small, ginormous, it doesn't matter. Everybody is welcome. It's just an amazing community. So I'm a fan, as you can tell. And I get the privilege of being their speaker at the upcoming retreat that is currently open for enrollment. So when you hear this episode, that is your cue to be like, ooh, act now because these retreats typically do sell out and I want you to be there because how cool would it be to meet in person? So this is being hosted in Naples, California, which is in the Long Beach area. So you'll want to fly into LAX. It's January 12th, 13th, 14th. So that's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And here's the thing. Because a lot of you are like, oh, retreat, man. Like, I'm just, I just, I'm spending all my money on Christmas. Like, I'm tapped out. These are so affordable. It's actually kind of mind boggling on how supplemented this is. So, for $300, you get everything. You get all your food, all your lodging, all the love, all weekend. And Laura, who's going to be the coordinator, who's kind of the one that's doing everything else besides speaking really all the work, her gift is in service and she just makes you feel like a queen. And so even if I wasn't speaking, I'd say it's worth it to go just to be taken care of by Laura. So I will put the link to sign up or even to We Are Brave. So two links, one for We Are Brave. It's an easy sign up. It's on the website. I actually knew this year we'll be leading a support group or I think they call them connection circles here in San Diego. So if you're local, you're invited. And then I will also be including the link to register for the retreat. Okay. And of course, if any questions, just reach out. I'm just a few clicks away. Now into the episode. I am 100% stealing this from a different podcast, but I guess that's the most like flattering, you know, it's like a compliment, right? But I am giving credit. So the Lazy Genius 
Her name is Kendra Adachi. She has a podcast and it's really great. So y'all can check it out. And she does these episodes every now and then. I don't really know the frequency. And I think she calls them what's saving my life right now. And as I was thinking about this episode, before I decided on this topic, I was like, I want to make it kind of light, but I don't want to make it like purposeless. You know, I'm all about purpose and intention. And so the thought came into my mind that there's actually some things that are going really, really well. And so I thought I would share what's really working in my life. Okay, so here they are. So the first one and the one that is like been the biggest game changer is having an advocate. I might be late to this party. I probably am. And I actually don't even know exactly why I hesitated so long. I mean, I can think of many dollars per hours types of um, hesitations, but I don't think that's really what stopped me from finding an advocate earlier on. So we, I would say, had a really hard IEP team last year. Some amazing people, some people that just weren't quite the right fit for our team and we just didn't feel supported by. So ultimately going into high school, we're like, okay, like now we need to really be supported because that was so stressful. And over the summer, I talked to a handful, I interviewed them and I ultimately hired an advocate. She is incredible. And having that level of support in the IEP has just been a game changer. My husband is there and he's super supportive. He's actually a school admin. So he sits in IEPs most every day. But I don't know, I guess I talk more. (laughs) I'm more vocal. And so I feel like generally, I am leading the process. And that can be a lot of weight on my shoulders. Like a lot. Especially because even though I've learned a lot along the way, I'm not an IEP expert, nor do I really want to be like it is just, you know, there's some areas where you're really driven to know more to learn more, it really interests you. IEPs are not one of those things for me. I don't enjoy them. And the IEP paperwork is actually very overwhelming to me. So not my favorite thing ever. And that's why having an advocate has been incredible. The other thing that we did for our IEP team is that we actually brought my son's counselor therapist into the meetings. So we pay two people to be at the meetings for us. They are getting kind of expensive, but so valuable. Like, so we just had our triennial and this is what's interesting is the team actually proposed more support than I would have even dreamed to ask of. I mean, maybe my advocate would ask for it. She probably would have. But contrasting with what we were advocating and fighting for last year to what they're like, yeah, no, you need this. This year, I'm like, this is amazing. Like to walk away from an IEP meeting thinking that went well, especially when, you know, there's, I think it's about 15 people in the room to be part of Levi's meetings. It's a lot of people to coordinate and to to hear from and to create collaboration and, and all of that. So oh, that's a lot. The other thing I think, so it's kind of in the advocate section is we also were working with an outside attorney to get to that diagnosis that I had mentioned earlier in my personal update. So we got denied from the agency that we were trying to get into earlier this year. I've actually been trying since January to knock down this door. So we got denied and reached out to some people that I knew were supportive. And they reached out to me to connect me with a different attorney. And she just has been guiding us along the way and actually came up with something I never would have come up with on my own in terms of to look at this particular diagnosis, because it just wasn't on our radar. And that's the beauty of having outside brains, because sometimes we're so close to the, I don't want to say the problem because our children are not problems, but we're so close to the tree. We'll go with that, that we can't see the forest. And 
that having this particular help has, again, been a game changer. Okay, on to game changer number two. Maybe we'll go with game changers because I don't really want to totally steal the lazy geniuses like title and everything. So we got to like, you know, make it our own. We'll go with game changers. So hungry root. So everybody has heard of these meal delivery subscriptions, all that not new. And I just want to share this one with you. My brother, this is really sweet. My brother had sent Levi like a week's worth of like, I think, some happy fresh or something. I don't know what meal it was. But like, you know, you get all the things and you make the meals because Levi loves to cook. And so isn't that like the sweetest, most personalized gift? So I have done that. So that was like my point of reference. And actually, it's a good point of reference because while the meals were amazing and it was an amazing gift, like I was sweating at the end of those meals. I was like, that's too much. We need simple. And I found Hungry Root because I think it was at the end of last year, like a last school year, I think like May, I think is when I started. I remember sitting down and like Googling grocery delivery. It was something like I didn't want to even think about what to order. Like I was like, this is just too much. (laughs) I can't. My brain has no creativity yet. Everybody in my family has to eat. So I, you know, the first sponsored ad was Hungry Root. I looked it up. It looked good enough. We were on our way. Yeah. So I like it because I think it was most similar to how we eat. Like it gives us a meat. We eat meat. <laughs> Actually, it, we we do get a lot of chicken. And, and one of my sons does complain about that. But <laughs> we always joke. He's like, is this chicken? We're like, no, it's turkey. But it's like not that different. You know, I don't know. It doesn't sound that funny from here. But it is when we're joking with him. So it's like vegetable, maybe a side, meat. We call it a day. And that's how we generally would eat. Like I don't, I don't make complex meals when I cook on my own. So these just are very aligned and they're healthy and we like them. And I like that it's good quality food. There's not a lot of all the things that we don't want to eat. Here's the other game changer for this is that I eat gluten-free and so it's a major pain, right? But you can set the little settings to only give you gluten-free meals And this is also where I'm like beyond satisfied is that the gluten-free food that they send you is like really good. They have gluten-free fettuccine and like tortellinis and like I've never seen those in the store and they're actually very good. And my kids love them. They love the pesto tortellinis. Like they're really happy about that. And the other thing I want, the other meal, I'm like, if you start, you got to get this meal because we just discovered it. We had it last night and the kids were like, so happy. And, you know, I have my one kid who's like, no more chicken. And he was like the most excited about this meal and it's salmon. Oh, because they're also their salmon is like, it is like the best salmon I've ever had. But this is salmon with like, they give you like this sauce, this artichoke spinach sauce to put on top of it and then you bake it. And it's like so good, but it's still healthy. So like, this is the best of both worlds. So you have to definitely give that meal a try. So I looked up real quick. I'm like, hey, I bet they have a referral code. And so I thought, well, we both might benefit from using this. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for a link if you want to give it a try. It's super easy, fully customizable. Like I said, it's a game changer. And you'll get $50 off your first order. And you can sign up for like as much or little food as you want. But $50 off, I'm like, that's kind of like a big coupon. So I'm thinking that's a good deal. 
So maybe you do it for like the week before Christmas, like maybe you order it when you hear this episode, like the 13th. And then or maybe you do it like right afterwards, you're like, I just want a break, you know, but I had thought I was going to turn it off over the summer, like, oh, we have more time, my husband's home more because he's in, you know, in the school industry. But I never did. I just kept it coming because it just took that extra layer of having a meal plan to be able to eat. And we do still go to the market for like simple things like milk and eggs and stuff like that. But this just takes care of like the bulk of like the meal planning and like the dinner shopping, because that was the one that really kind of gave me the biggest headache. Okay, third thing that's a game changer right now, and this is not going to be mind blowing, but it's therapy. I actually just started with a new therapist and, you know, go back, rewind and listen to kind of what I was sharing with this place that I'm at in resisting this accepting certain areas of our journey. And I just wanted to put this little plug in there that like finding the right support helps. And in different seasons call for different types of supports. I mean, clearly, I'm a fan of coaching, like, right, I think it's best. And it's not always only coaching that can be the support that we need, or maybe it's not coaching at all. Obviously, like there are really different seasons for all the journey ups and downs that we experience. Okay, next one. This is like more conceptual than it is an actual thing. I guess the last one was too, but this is the context, right? So when I say context, what I mean by that is it's like a filter, right? So we all know filters from Instagram now. And so it's like, you can like, you know, put your picture up there and put a filter on it. It dramatically changes how you see something. And in some cases, it's lovely. In some cases, not so much. And so we all have these contexts that we use the way that we look at the world. And some of them are helpful. And some of them can be quite limiting. And It was several weeks ago, I was actually I was taking a a walk around one of the clients that I meet in person, and they they have a, a really beautiful property. It's a business, not a person's house. And I was walking around and like, I had this really clear, I'm just gonna call it an epiphany, because it was the clear observation that I had been operating from in I am behind context as it related to the holiday season. If you think about this, If you're constantly walking around thinking, I am behind, I am behind, I am behind, when it comes to holiday anything, naturally, you're going to have a harder time accessing any sort of peace or joy, contentment, really anything. Because it's like you're always coming from behind. And that's not generally a place that we want to come from, especially in a season that is like, you know, highlighted and loved because it does offer the hope of all of that rest and joy and the twinkling lights and all of that. So it's so simple, right? Like this is a simple concept, but really for myself, the game changer has been returning back to the belief and the reminder that I am not behind. Like there's no such thing as behind. Like that was invented by somebody in their brain thinking that they needed to be somewhere where they weren't. So just like we invented it, we can uninvent it and really, it's just helped me kind of feel like I have more choice in the matter. Like I don't have to like come from behind. I can look and see from where I'm at, like, what do I want to choose? Like, what do I want to keep on my plate? What do I not want to keep on my plate? And kind of really just check in for to what extent am I operating from choice? Because I am behind, it kind of feels like then everything you have to do to like catch up, you don't stop and think about it. If you're like, in a race, and you're behind, like all you're trying to do is to like, get not behind. 
And oftentimes you would miss any other opportunities that came your way. One of the things I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit like some people are going to like gasp and think I'm not a very nice person, but that's okay. You don't have to think the same thing I do. One of the things that I decided to do this year when I was planning and kind of coming from that place of what do I choose is I chose to do no teacher gifts this year. And yeah, like our team, just like I said, is incredible and I love them and they're working so hard and it felt to me like too overwhelming to get like 25 gifts for all the people that help all of my children. And so I decided I was not going to do that. It felt great. Now, last thing, and it's a little thing. And actually, it's like a little like, hmm, maybe I'll do this next year. I don't know. I'm thinking about something. But the last thing that has been a game changer is my planner. I like love my planner when it's pretty, but it just really helps me sort my mind. And some of my clients know uh, the particular one I'm, I work with. Actually, it's the full focus planner. So I don't know if you've heard of it. It's more oriented, I think, towards people in business, but it applies everywhere. I don't know. It just helps me really bring intention into the day. And it helps me manage my mind that likes to overload me on all the things that I think I'm supposed to be doing at one time and just kind of like slow it down and get really clear and specific with myself so that I can be in the moment and be present and not try to be 25 places at once. And the little thing I was mentioning is like, I kind of am thinking, I'm toying with the idea of making a planner like for next year. I mean, it won't be done by next year. Let's just be clear. That is not going to happen. But taking all of the features that I love about the planner that I use, but customizing it for our needs, I was like, that would be a fun project. And enough people have talked to me about planning that I'm like, I don't think I'm the only one that would benefit from this. So I'm toying with the idea. Let me know if you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Or let me know if you're like, no, don't waste your time. Keep going with what you got. Well, those are the five things. Those are the five things I want to share with you. And let me know if you like this style episode and maybe I'll kind of keep doing them. They've been game changers and I expect that they're going to continue to be game changers through next year. So that's great. Like it just feels like I'm looking at kind of the little list here. I'm like, that's a lot of support and that feels really good. All right. Well, we will see you on the next episode. Until then, be well. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.